To grow your business and before you can execute any great sales process, you have to get leads first. Jesse Stoddard helps companies like yours get more clients, customers, and patients while increasing profits 24 hours per day. Hey guys, Jesse here. Uh, beautiful uh, Saturday in the Pacific Northwest. Um, today I'm going to be talking about how to get a better result from your lead generation, how to get more leads and better leads by starting with a better source, a better source of leads, a better list, and better data. Uh, and before I dive into it though, please go to getleadsfirst.com if you want to see a really cool video that explains exactly how we get leads, where they come from, what our system and processes are. And then also there's a really cool offer there at the end uh, for especially for real estate agents and brokers if you want that to be done for you. Uh, and um, there's nothing to opt in for, no email, nothing to buy at that point, just information that's free. Uh, you can take it and use it for yourself. So let's talk about what we're talking about today. Uh, it occurred to me uh, today I was... Um, working with um, a new client and got a phone call. Uh, hey, you know, I'm not quite sure how to use the CRM tool yet, but I got on the phone with a lead and I was amazed that the gal picked up the phone. <laughs> and I was thinking, why were you amazed that the gal picked up the phone? And uh, sorry, I got my uh, crazy hair today. I guess the wind was blowing when I drove my car home. And really cool, right? Anyway, um, I, and I was like, why are you surprised that you, this gal picked up the phone? And apparently, all of his lead sources up till now have been miserable. In other words, uh, he will make calls, nobody's ever there, no one ever responds. When they do respond, they act as if they don't know what's going on, like they entered their name in some sweepstakes a year ago, and they, you know, or they berate him, right? That's sad. Gosh, I would hate that. I would hate, hate to have to make those kind of phone calls. So and, I, and it occurred to me, oh, that's because we do it different. And they're, you know, he and several of my other clients are like, they're really amazed. They're like, why are, why is this so different? And uh, at first I'm, I, I don't know how to answer. And then I realized, well, it's because we have a different process. Well, how different could it be? Well, I realized the number one difference is starting out with the right list, the right source. So if you're going to run ads, whether they be Google or Facebook or any other platform, and you have spent all this money and time perfecting these advertisements to try to get people uh, into your sales and marketing and sales funnel or to recognize your brand, why on earth would you put all that time and energy if you don't have a good source of or a list to put that ad in front of to begin with? Now, you, there's several ways to have a better list. Number one is if you're already doing this on Google and Facebook, you're probably already familiar with retargeting or remarketing. Now, if you're not, basically it's the idea that they take a pixel, which is a piece of code, put it on your website or your landing pages from ads, and when someone visits that, the pixel fires, places a cookie on the web browser, and also lets that platform know, hey, this person... Uh, who's on Facebook right now has been to the website. Oh, okay, so we know that they're website visitors, so we can show different ads to them or the same ads over again. Retargeting or re remarketing is just basically the idea is that you, you put marketing in front of someone and whoever sees that marketing then gets more marketing. That's basically all it is. They might make it sound more complicated, but it isn't. You know, there's 
ways to segment. You can have them, you could say that in Facebook, for example, if they've watched a certain percentage of a video, then they're going to see your next video. An example, a good use of this would be you're sending out general marketing or branding and someone watches, you know, 50% of one of your videos. If they see that video that's just kind of general, then you're going to send them another video that's more of a sales presentation or uh, a request for a consultation or an offer of some kind. But they're not going to see your offer or your pitch unless they see the general stuff first. That's old hat. And if you didn't know about that, cool, we can do that for you. Um, if you want leads, and you're especially if you're a real estate agent or broker right now, go to getleadsfirst.com. And I've uh, got a really cool free video there that explains that. You can also go to stoddardagency.com if you're not in the real estate biz. S-T-O-D-D-A-R-D, agency.com. In fact, both links go to the same place right now. Uh, or you can, you can look around at the different things that we offer. Okay, now, so one thing is retargeting or remarketing. But how do you even get the people to show the ad to to begin with? Now, this is where it gets a little tricky. Because all of the Facebook management folks and Google AdWords management folks are going to try to tell you that they can do a bunch of, you know, targeting. It's sort of true, but it's not what it used to be. There was a time before Facebook ended up all over the news that you could literally get a lot of demographic data and you could say only show this ad to people that have this income. However, by the way, a lot of us marketers have tested that and it often didn't work anyway, even when they offered it. Now they don't even offer it or they don't tell you and they make it obscure and it's really difficult. You're basically at the mercy of these very powerful buyers uh, or, or providers and uh, the powerful seller or provider, which is Facebook and Google. Uh, they're not going to tell you who the people are. It's all behind their walled garden. It's all very secretive. They don't exactly tell you how, how it works. They just decline your ad when they don't like it. And then they try to give you, say, point you to the privacy policy or the other policy or the terms of use or this or that and try to say, well, you should have read it. And you read it and you still can't figure it out because it's changing every day. So uh, <laughs> that's just the way it is. So, but you, that is a form of targeting. And they do have some basic information where you can, you know, demographic and scale it down. Or you can, you can market to people who like certain pages, maybe an audience that you think is cool. Uh, another thing you can do is geotargeting where you can limit by location. That's fairly good. They still have that. We use that constantly for real estate agents, by the way, you know, you, to pick neighborhoods and, and cities. So, but what if, you know, what if you want to do better than that? And what if you want to actually know who the people are? Or what if you want to be able to use that in multiple platforms or online and offline marketing? What if you want to actually know and, who, and be able to identify by name who the people are and have that information to use in other platforms or in other you know, direct mail or something else? Well, you can't do that. You, can't, you can only use that pixel, that, that retargeting data in that platform that gave it to you. So Facebook's for Facebook, Google's for Google, and LinkedIn even has a little bit of their own that they're starting to get better at, right? So... Well, you would have to have a way to uh, identify these people. Now, we have a service for that uh, actually called um, uh, Site Visitor, and also our in-market targeting data does that as well. We have Site Visitor. Anybody that goes to your website, we can, we can identify them uh, and all those anonymous visitors, and then you can use that data in your marketing uh, on any platform. If you're interested in that, go to stoddardagency.com, S-T-O-D-D-A-R-D, agency.com. So um, there's that. Now, what if you want to know who's uh, potentially a good fit before you even send any ad whatsoever, like anything? And you, well, then you need data. Now, where do you find that? Well, this is where I'm, I'm, I hope you can see I'm reverse engineering and going back to the beginning here of this, the source of people, the, li the list, uh, 
who are we going to even advertise to, right? That matters. Otherwise, you're wasting money on, you can't afford, if you're a small business, advertise to everybody like Super Bowl ads. And even if you could, it'd be stupid, right? You want to get the, you want to get the maximum impact at the lowest cost. Well, how do you do that? You have to target the needles in the haystack to begin with to find the needles of the needles. Instead of advertising to the haystack, you need to advertise to needles. Now, we're getting down there. Right? I'm a reverse engineering. We're going back. Okay, what does that mean? Well, you have to have a source of that, of that data. Now, we have that's called in-market targeting. Now, we have a license. Uh, I'm not afraid to say that I'm a licensee. I'm not the uh, owner of that company, but we have an exclusive license uh, with uh, a company that's proprietary technology and gathers the data and gathers lists, spends a lot of money doing that. We spend money to keep our uh, license in good standing as well. And we then take that and we can apply all of that data to our advertising. It's very, very cool stuff. So what is this data? What's well, in market targeting? Now, we're not the only source of data. There's other places where you could get lists of people to market to that are appropriate for your market, for your business, that are in the market for what you sell. Uh, you can do a Google search online for, you know, a list. Uh, I used to use a variety of websites to buy lists uh, of people that are fitting a certain, you know, uh, need or demographic. Uh, in the old days, it was very expensive and um, very expensive for the list and very expensive to advertise because you'd have to use direct mail. You know, you get an address and a name, you'd have to send a mail, wait for the results, see if it worked several weeks, and then, and it's expensive. Nowadays, it's super cheap. It's an amazing time we live in. However, that data, a lot of that old sources is old or, or not as appropriate. It doesn't contain what you really need, which is an email address so you can market to them online. So now there are companies like type in, uh, you know, uh, behavioral uh, targeting, behavioral data into Google and see what pops up. You're going to see a lot of stuff. But there's a lot of misinformation and there's very few companies that actually uh, make sure that this is good data. And then make sure that it's very, very recent and relevant. It needs to be relevant. If somebody is searching for, let's say, a new home, and uh, they're thinking of listing and they start searching, does it matter that they did that six months ago or is it more relevant if they're doing it now within the last 30 days? Now, because now they're in that mode of searching and they're, they're thinking about it. You want to market during that time. They could be looking for a dentist. They could be looking for a personal trainer. They could be looking for a chiropractor. And when they're actually in that mode of searching, that awareness phase, that is when they're the highest likelihood of being a good customer. Therefore, this is your shortest path to profit. This is your best, most surest path to profit. This is now becoming relevant for you. So you want to show your ads to those people. So in-market targeting is basically the idea of getting the data. We put cookie, uh, pixels uh, uh, behind many payment gateways, meaning they're not bots or people that buy things and register with emails, multiple emails. And we gather that all on what's called an identity graph. Now, this is very important. A lot of these data companies don't go into detail. I'm going to just go very briefly into the basics. An identity graph is like this big list. It's like a spreadsheet, maybe. And what it is, is it's collecting all of that information permanently on that person that's searching the internet. Now, they have a cookie on their browser. And uh, they can go and they, have a, they also have a, a certain device they're using. And when they go and they, they visit one of the publisher's websites that we have our pixel on, it fires, checks to see if the cookie's already there. If it's not, it places it. If it is, it goes, oh, this person's coming back. Let's see what, what device are they on and what email are they watching now, 
right? Or are they using now? And so then we would add that to the graph, add that to the graph, add that to the graph. And pretty soon the graph is filled out with all of this great information. The average person uses two and a half emails online and has three to four devices. So we're collecting all that and then looking at that behavioral data. It's totally legal, totally above board, totally ethical. People are you know, saying that they're okay with this when they go on these websites. Now you gotta be careful how you use that website. We use it very responsibly. We take our, our responsibility seriously. Uh, the, we don't literally have this information exposed on my computer. It's all encrypted in what's called a hash, a SHA-256, which is the, the industry standard. It's encrypted, it's safe. It's not getting into the wrong hands. And then we use that responsibly. We can upload that to Facebook. Okay, so we get all this behavioral data. We see that someone is in the market for buying or selling a house. And when we see that, and they, how do we know that? Well, they're visiting certain URLs or doing certain keyword searches. And they're also uh, consuming content, doing social media behaviors. We see all that. Well, this person who happens to be in your area, Mr. Realtor, uh, looks like they're in the, they're starting to look like they're really in, in the market to sell. They're doing all kinds of searches. We could see that. So then we take that data and we put that in and we use that data to choose who we're going to advertise to. And then you can pick any medium because I'm not stuck with Facebook or Google or anybody. I, it's not behind their walled garden. We have the data. It's the first party data. Here's the key. Not second, third, fourth party data, which is what most of you guys are used to using and don't even know it. This is first party data. It's our, me and my clients data that we have. And if we have, they're using our site visitor, we know who's on their website, which means they're even higher likelihood of being a good prospect, right? That's the best you can get as someone who's thinking about you in particular, right? Shortest path to profit. We take that and then we advertise, put our ads in front of them. Here's what's cool about that. The ads are going to be more relevant because we're showing the ads to people that are in the market right? They're already saying they're in the market, so therefore they're more relevant. What is Google and Facebook? They're relevancy engines, which means that they like it when people consume the content and engage in the content, and they show it more often sometimes for free. So if you're a business owner, you want your ad showing more often for free, right? Because And to the right people who are more likely to engage, that drives your cost per advertising down, your cost per click down, which drives down your cost per acquisition. Pretty soon it's cheaper and faster and easier for you to acquire the customer. Now, if you can afford to advertise more, you can beat your competition. Here's the key. You need to be able to afford to pay more for a client. So the ad, let's say your competitor can afford to pay $25 for, for a lead, for a client, for a closed client. And they can't pay more than that because they just can't make it work. But if you can pay more, you can beat them all day long. You can advertise more often, more frequently, and take their business. Well, how would you be able to afford more than them? Well, you could afford more than them that if you have a greater transaction, uh, you have more uh, long tail uh, and, and, and uh, uh, an ascension ladder, different way upsells, things that you can sell that are more than just your competitor sells. You have more products and services or if you can monetize that, that lead more. Another way to do that is to simply have a higher close rate. If you know you're going to close higher because you have a better follow-up system or the leads are better to begin with, then you can afford to pay a little bit more if you're targeting better and you can you can follow up better and you can have a higher you can have a higher a higher profit per customer. These are 
all factors that play a part. We'll get into that in more in other videos. By the way, if you're still watching this uh, or listening to this in the podcast and you want to know how do I do this, how am I getting these leads for my clients, then go to getleadsfirst.com, just www. Don't do the HTTPS. I don't know if I got that set up correctly yet. Or go to stoddardagency.com. But if you go to get leads first, the key is you need to get leads first before your sales process will do you any good. And you need to get leads first before your competitors because that first, uh, the first to the lead is the biggest advantage. Um, and so that basically is it. You start with the list. The list is key. Another way of saying it is the data. When I say data and list, I kind of mean the same thing because I'm, I'm talking about behavioral data, which relates to real human beings, what they're really doing. There's a difference between demographics and behaviors. Demographics are fine. That's one way to kind of figure out guessing work, who you might want to advertise to, but it doesn't even hold a candle to behavior. The behavior is when someone says, oh, I'm looking for what you sell. If they're looking for what you sell, that's way better than, oh, they're 35 to 45 male who lives in this neighborhood or whatever, you know, and makes this income. Who cares compared to they're looking for what you have, right? So if they're looking to list or, or to buy a home, that's who you want to advertise to. How do you get that? Behavioral data, behavioral marketing, in-marketing behavioral data. That data is the key to the whole thing because that's how we generate a list that's superior. One last thing on that, you take the data and you can online or offline do whatever you want, but you could upload it to Facebook to a custom audience. Once you have a custom audience based on that data, it's a better starting point. Otherwise, you're letting Facebook, and that's what we're really paying Facebook and Google to do, is, the, is not the, just the uh, advertising on their platform, on their media. It's actually the premium you pay is for their targeting. That's what we're really paying for, and that's their secret sauce that they hold real tight. Well, what if you say, I don't need that. I got my own list, and you advertise to it. You just cut your costs. Now, you could, you could use their targeting, but here's how. You start with a better list rather than paying for them to you know, guess and try to figure it out and then find people and then try to find more people like that. You start with the people that they like that or that you know that you want and you give those and then you use their behavioral targeting on top of that. So their artificial intelligence, their algorithms working on top of that saying, oh, let's find lookalike matches, customer lookalike matches off of this list, this awesome to begin with behavioral targeting in market, people that are in market for what you sell list, right? Very, very, very cool stuff. I hope you got something out of this. Start with a better list. You can do your own search for behavioral in-market data. You could buy data. You could start with a list, an old school list too, uh, from one of the big data companies, US Data. There's a whole bunch of them. I can't even remember the name off the top of my head. If you do a search, you're gonna see all kinds of stuff on this, like how to buy a list. You know, buying a list for my business. I mean, you could you could research this for days. But if you want to just shortcut the whole system and get superior uh, results, <clears throat> then go to getleadsfirst.com and getleadsfirst.com, and I'll be we'll be happy to show you a free video there that explains exactly how you do it. Nothing to even do or opt in for, and uh, we'd be happy to help you if you choose at the end of it. All right, guys, have a terrific day. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Get Leads First podcast. To find more ways to generate leads for your business, visit getleadsfirst.com.